Welcome to Red Bill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Today, we're going to talk about the Festival of Lights. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. It's also called the Feast of Dedication, or Hanukkah, which means in Hebrew, to dedicate. I'm not Jewish, and neither is Tim. So this is new to us, and it may be a new thing to you as well. So we're going to journey into new territory together. Follow us at redpiltora.podbean.com or find us on Facebook or Twitter and now on Google Play. Don't forget to follow, like, and share our podcast. Feel free to make a comment or ask a question. We love hearing from you. Mm-hmm. Now let's get started. Tim, there are a lot of things that we have been doing differently as believers since our eyes have been opened to the Torah. Yes, I agree. We've literally turned our way of living upside down. Mm-hmm. Many of the things we do now, I once thought were Jewish things. As it turned out, they are the Creator's ways and His instructions. You know, standards that I grew up with, like prohibitions on women wearing open-toed shoes and makeup, or restrictions on taking gym class and wearing short-sleeved shirts, those things aren't even in the Bible. As it turned out, I may have been a better Pharisee than the Pharisees in the Bible. More on that in a later podcast. (laughs) I don't know about that, but since our hearts and minds have been opened, we eat according to Jehovah's instructions. We observe the Sabbath. We observe our Creator's appointed times as much as we're able. Most importantly, we know and understand that we are saved by grace through faith in Yeshua. Amen. Not by works. We understand that he came to show us how to keep his father's commandments, not to complete them for us. And lastly, we understand that we show our love for our Heavenly Father when we obey his commandments, despite what today's culture wants us to do. This brings us to the topic of Hanukkah. It is something as we as Christians did not celebrate, mostly because it wasn't a celebration the church engaged in. Yeah, I used to think that Hanukkah was a Jewish person's answer to Christmas. Now I know it's so much more than that. Hanukkah is a celebration of a miraculous victory Jehovah gave the Jewish people in the time period between the end of Malachi and the beginning of the Gospels. Around 200 BCE, Israel was under the rule of the Syrian Greek Empire. For a time, the people in Jerusalem were allowed to worship their God, and to maintain their own customs. Unfortunately, wicked men in Israel were persuading many of Jehovah's people to follow the ways of the Greeks, which included worshiping and sacrificing to their gods, for example. When King Antiochus III died, and he was a Greek king, he was replaced by his wicked son, Antiochus IV. The new king attacked Jerusalem plundered the temple, stole their money, killed many innocent people, and destroyed their homes. Two years later, he came back and did it again. Wow. Needless to say, many of the people were devastated. But to make matters worse, Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom that everyone should abandon their gods, their laws, and their customs so that they could all be one people. He wanted the people of Jehovah to do things the Greek way, which included eating pork and worshiping Greek gods. That ain't right. All of this was against Jehovah's commandments, 
and although some complied, there were many who did not. To ensure everyone was following Antiochus's new law, he would frequently send troops to the villages in Judah or Judea to encourage obedience. Because some would rather die than to eat pig or betray Jehovah, many men, women, and children were murdered for their faith. Wow. You know, in those days, there arose a priest from Modin named Mattathias. When one of the king's officers went to Modin to make them sacrifice a pig to the Greek gods, Mattathias said that neither he nor his sons would forsake the commandments of their God. Moreover, when one of the Jews approached the altar to eat some of that sacrificed pig, Mattathias and his sons killed him, the Greek officer, and his men. So the revolt was on. You can imagine that the king did not like the fact that the Jews were killing his officers, so he sent out more soldiers to punish them. In the book, in the book of Maccabees 1, there were many battles fought by Mattathias and his sons where they were extremely outnumbered. Mm -hmm. Jehovah strengthened and protected them so much so that they never lost a battle. Each time they won, they gave Jehovah the praise for their victory. When Mattathias was about to die from old age, he reminded his sons of the great things Jehovah had done for their people in the past. He charged them to be valiant and to keep Jehovah's laws. He put his son Judah in charge. Judah was called Maccabee the hammer. If you take some time to read the book of Maccabees, you will learn about all the battles they fought and how Jehovah delivered the various armies into their hands. Well, I love that name, Maccabees the hammer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the end, the Maccabees recaptured Jerusalem and threw out the armies of the Greeks. When the Maccabees reached the temple, they were disheartened to see the terrible condition the temple was in. Judah found priests who loved Jehovah and were willing to cleanse the sanctuary. The Greeks had sacrificed a pig on their temple altar and placed a statue of one of their gods in this holy place. So the priests pulled down the defiled altar, rebuilt a new one, and cleansed the temple. Appropriate sacrifices were made on the new altar, and all the Jewish people worshipped and praised Jehovah. It was at this point in the story that Judah, Maccabee, his brothers, and the whole congregation of Israel ordained that the day of dedication of the altar be kept from year to year for eight days on the 25th day of Kaslu, and that it be a joyous time. Now, having learned the true story of Hanukkah, I see the warrior side of the Jewish people. The Maccabees and the people who fought with them were seriously some bad dudes. Mm -hmm. Now, in our manner of speaking, that means that these were strong and determined men, willing to fight for the freedom to worship the Creator in the way He instructed. And yes, those dudes could really fight. And Jehovah was definitely in their midst, helping them, because the odds were not in their favor. And isn't it like that now? When the odds are not in our favor, but we put our trust in Jehovah, doing what pleases Him, he works things out for us. So true, Mama. So true. You know, these people fought for the ways of Elohim when their lives were literally on the line. Today, our risk might involve our pride or it may involve our reputation in the eyes of non-believers. 
At some point, most if not all of us will have to answer the questions. What would you do if the way you lived your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and eat the ham to appease your oppressor? Or would you take the red pill and stand with Elohim, even when it may risk your reputation? Only you can answer that question. Hanukkah is a celebration of the rededication of the altar. And when it and the temple were desecrated, the Jewish people's ability to deal with their sins was interrupted. Their connection to Jehovah was broken, so they were seemingly powerless against their oppressors. For them to hold on to Torah in the face of certain death was a huge statement of their faith in Jehovah. Mm-hmm. We now know that without faith it is, it is impossible to please him. We also know that Jehovah was pleased with their faith because he gave them a miraculous victory. Using their actions as an example, this is a great reason to celebrate Hanukkah. It is a reminder that as believers, we must remain faithful to Jehovah's ways, even when faced with challenges that may seem larger than we are. Amen, Mama. So true again. Now, some of you may have heard about the miracle of the oil when it comes to the story of Hanukkah. I think this may be the most well-known part of the story. Really, though, it's not found in either book of the Maccabees, but I think it can be found in the Talmud. This account picks up where the Maccabees have recaptured the temple and have cleansed it, but need oil for the menorah. The menorah has seven candle holders, and it is to be a light in the temple. A special oil serves as fuel to keep the flames burning in the menorah. When the priests find only enough oil to last for one day, a miracle happens. The oil lasts for eight days, long enough for the priests to prepare more oil. It's said that uh, this is the reason why the celebration lasts eight days. Maybe it is, uh, maybe not, I, I don't know. But feel free to research it for yourselves. We found our information in Maccabees 1, chapter 4, verse 59. For our listeners who don't know, Maccabees is a story found in the Apocrypha. The Apocrypha is a book with a group of ancient Hebrew stories and accounts of things that happened generally before Yeshua's time. In, um, chap- in John chapter 8 to John chapter 10, we learn that Yeshua was in Jerusalem during Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. John chapter 10 verse 22 reads, All these things took place at the Feast of Dedication. I mention this because Yeshua knew about Hanukkah. And if you want to learn more about it yourself, you can read it in Maccabees 1 and Maccabees 2. So, um, based on what we learned, Miss, should believers in Messiah Yeshua celebrate Hanukkah? Well, Daddy, Hanukkah is not one of the feast days listed in Leviticus 23, but it is a day that commemorates a great miracle that happened there. It is a national time of remembrance, and remembering and extolling Jehovah for his goodness and wonderful acts is, in my opinion, a great reason to celebrate. So, to answer your question, yes. I think it's a great idea. And if any of our listeners decide not to, well, no hard feelings. Like I said, it's not an appointed time as listed in Leviticus 23. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, I do like the idea of celebrating it as well. 
We can share the story of Hanukkah and how Jehovah is still doing miracles today. We can talk with believers about the story and the importance of standing firm on Jehovah's Word. So how do we celebrate it? Well, uh, some Hanukkah traditions include lighting the menorah, you know, the eight candle uh, candle holder there, uh, playing the dreidel game, eating delicious fried foods and pastries, and rejoicing in the Elohim of our salvation. The lighting of the menorah commemorates the miracle of the oil lasting eight days. A candle is lit for each corresponding number of days. The dreidel game is a game that was played by the men during that time when they were forbidden to read the Torah. They would study Torah together, and when the Greek soldiers would, would come around, they would pretend to be gambling, you know, using the dreidel. The letters on the dreidel commemorate the great miracle that happened in Jerusalem. Lastly, the food that is eaten during this time is fried to kind of stay in the oil-related theme. If you have any Jewish friends, Messianic or not, ask if you can celebrate Hanukkah with them. They may be happily surprised that you know about the history and are in solidarity with the Jewish people. Let them know that you believe in the God of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and that there is nothing too hard for him. Considering having a Hanukkah party yourself, invite friends and family over and teach them about the story of Hanukkah. Let us know how you celebrate it. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what we shared. In our next podcast, we'll talk about the Christmas season. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you, you can, can handle, handle the, the truth. truth.